Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry, we're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. Beware the ground on which you stand. Wendy! I'm The home. floor is quicker than the sand. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? I'm burning. Perfect. All goes Burn! They're under the ground! They're under the This species were fundamentally insane. Can I speak to Annabelle? More two of us in a room with big sides and start dreaming up reasons to kill one another. I'm sorry? the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. I've never quite understood the idea of the captain going down with the ship. Sure, it's a matter of honor and all that, but it just seemed, it just doesn't make sense to me. The captain has an air of authority around them. Just by their title, they command the attention of those around them. So surely, instead of standing on the deck of the ship as it disappears into the inky blue, they'd be far better off directing the survival of the remaining passengers. But that's just my opinion. Hello, Pip, and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror. If you were going to be the member of an intergalactic space crew, what member of crew would you want to be? I think I would have to be the captain. I get very snappy if things don't go my way. And I would just kill people. Oh my god. I would do that now. Don't you... fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> you specifically want to be the captain, though. <laughs> oh, okay. That's great. Well, in this movie, you don't last very long, so... <laughs> I want to be the medic. Maybe me- that's for the best. You know? I want to be the medic. I don't think I'd be good at it, but I want to be the medic. medic. I'd just run around with, like, little... Um, bandages? Little, pla- little bandages, little sticky plasters. Just a box of bandages. Just hel- Hello Kitty band-aids. <laughs> I love that. Over a bullet wound. Yeah. You'll be fine. There you go, darling. You'll be fine. <laughs> Tell them, like, completely useless advice as well. Just put some ice on it. You'll put it be in fine. Rice. <laughs> put it in rice. Put it in rice. mobile phone you dropped in water. <laughs> He just doesn't know anything. <laughs> well, this is basically our first sort of intergalactic, proper, like, in-space sci-fi movie on I this know. podcast. So, everyone, this week it was Pip's first time watching the 2000 space sci-fi horror movie mm-hmm. Pitch Black. Woo! <laughs> they say most of your brain sits down in cryosleep. All but the animal side. Guess that's why I'm still awake. The man is gone, he's gone. Why should he bother us? 
Maybe to take what you got. Maybe to work your nerves. Is he really that dangerous? Only around humans. Zeke! All you people are so scared of me. But it ain't me you gotta worry about now. Whatever it is, it got Zeke and it nearly got me! They seem to stick to darkness. So if we stick to daylight, we should be all right. everybody out here. So our opening shot is just of a spaceship just flying through space because every space movie starts this way. Every single one. Name one that doesn't. You can't. <laughs> every single one. They're just like it's like they have to establishing est- shot. Yeah, they have to establish space. We're in space. Yeah, you're like it, it's black with twinkly bits. We get it. Yeah, you're gonna see like George Clooney just floating. Like it's just space, bro. <laughs> and I love it though because I always show the spaceship as well, and the spaceships all look the same as well. There's like, but we get we get there's some soft music coming in. Was like, and it's supposed to feel really Just epic. transcendent. Yeah, yeah, it's really epic music. <laughs> and then we get the cliche of this ship sort of flying into view, and mm-hmm. it's obviously phallic shaped because every spaceship looks like a penis. Can't deny this. <laughs> watch it every time you watch a sci-fi movie look out for it every spaceship just looks like a dick and balls <laughs> it's quite astounding yeah, yeah. and it's been going on since the beginning of sci-fi well clearly there's a you know people like that <laughs> there's a complex yeah, yeah. Exactly. there's a complex exactly <laughs> uh, but we see the ship is sort of heading into a trail of a comet or an asteroid or something like that you can yeah. see these sort of like little flecks of rocks in the yeah. in the space yeah. I was going to say atmosphere but in that's not the right word <laughs> Well, weren't they next to a planet? I guess it was an atmosphere. Kind of. It looked like they were flying through like one of Saturn's rings. You know? Yeah. It was just a, a path of rocks. Debris. It's yeah, just all this like yeah. rocks that are stuck in orbit kind of yeah. thing. But it looks like the trail of something as well because it's not quite attached to the planet. <laughs> um, and we get... Uh, this is just so good. This movie's full of like 2000s bad guys don't look at explosions, mm-hmm. cool guy stuff. And... Uh, our opening lines of the movie is Vin Diesel. Everyone, this is a Vin Diesel horror movie. It is epic. We get Vin Diesel saying, um, they say most of your brain shuts down in cryosleep, all but the primitive side, mm-hmm. the animal side. No wonder I'm still awake. <laughs> this, that was a beautiful monologue. I thought that it was went great. For like five minutes. It's this, quite a long. Yeah, very internal. We're inside the mind of Vin Diesel. Buff man. buff man. Super, super buff man at Space this point. Space man. Oh, yeah. Like, at this point in his career, this is super buff. Yeah, this was Vin super Diesel. early in his career, too. It wasn't his big break. I think this was... I don't know. When did Vin Diesel, like, really blow up? I Saving don't know. Private Ryan. 
Really? What? Yeah. Wait, what year was Saving Brave Orion? 1993, I'm pretty sure. Oh, Something okay. Like and he wasn't a main character, but he they picked him up because he was buff. He was bald. He was... <laughs> Like, you know, that typical tough guy stereotype that was really in at the time. Yeah. Um, for action films and whatnot, so they really, you know, ate him up. And then I think Pitch Black was his ninth movie. Oh, okay. That's not bad. And, like, sort of sliding, because he's... He's not really the lead. This is more of like a what's the word? Like a not a contemporary. Like I want to say choir, but that's definitely not the right word. It's like I get what you mean. Like the it's ensemble. That's the word. Ensemble. This is an ensemble movie. You don't really have a main character, but because he is the main. character. He's kind of the main character because he he gets the monologues at the beginning of the movie and stuff like that. But we get some quick shots of the other crew of some crew members, some other people. We get some sort of uh, emergency lights flashing, some red lights, um, some strobing. Uh, Riddick comments on some of the other characters. He doesn't know who they are, but he says there was a holy man. He can smell a woman, which is just such a creepy line. <laughs> yeah, where <laughs> he's like, oh god, because he, he's he's blindfolded in yeah. his little cryo sleep thing, and he's like, thought I smelled a woman, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> It's so weird. So it was at this point where I was like, okay, I guess they're establishing that he has like superhuman senses. Yeah, he smell people from really far. Away. He's got what sick. He's got some sort of sixth sense. He's got a one hundred percent. He mentions that um, there was also the some sort of cop that's escorting him. His his paris, um, his Little guard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we see some little pieces of rock from the trail that we we established in the opening shot. Mm -hmm. They go flying through the hull of the ship, and the ship wakes up Carolyn, who's um, this blonde lady. She's one of the crew, and it's listed her name and her occupation uh, as a crew member on the little panel thing in front of her cryosleep thing. And it says, Carolyn, what was it? Flynn? Finn? Fry. Fry. Carolyn Fry, docking pilot. Uh, it's also trying to wake up the captain and the navigations officer. Because um, clearly they're in an emergency and the ship's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> um, she looks over at her captain, who's like straight across from her, as he gets impaled by all the little bits of debris that are flying through yeah. the hole. Which is great. <laughs> it's kind of, we got our first kill, everyone. Yeah. It's like two minutes into yeah, this movie. Yeah, it hasn't been five minutes, people. Yeah. And we're straight into it. The, cap- the captain's dead. <laughs> which is great. Which is also common. And also, like, they must be in the atmosphere. <sighs> because there's no, you know, you know, in other movies and stuff like that, if you break the hole, then, like, everything gets sucked out of the hole. Well, that's the thing. That's the theme <clears throat> I expected in the space movie. But mm. physics doesn't really seem to apply. No, here. it's kind of like... And I oh, find that very fun. It's very fun. <laughs> but, like, they, they kill off the captain. Um, I guess space doesn't sort of vacuum everything out yeah so, so they're um, yeah because yeah. she falls out of her little space pod thing and there's no like oh no we need to clog up the holes yeah, exactly. or anything like that anyway she and the navigation officer who also got successfully woken go to stabilize the ship um but they realize that they're in the orbit of a planet now mm-hmm. uh, a very very large planet yes um, the ship begins to break apart as they hit the atmosphere. It's actually quite cool, these shots and everything like that, as it hits the atmosphere, like, bits of it are burning off and flying I, off. I love that about rocket ships. Yeah. How, yeah, they come and they're just huge, man. Like, you don't even really realise how big rocket ships are mm. until you see shots like that where it's, like, five parts that are just 
like released off. Yeah, yeah, and Just like this tiny shuttle, and she like sets up the little panels on the side to try and slow their descent yeah. and stuff like that, and bits of those fly off <laughs> as well. Um, they begin to tailspin, basically. They're, Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so she begins to purge sections of the ship, which is what you're talking about. Mm. She uses handles on the side of her little. Uh, she's the docking pilot, so she's using um, little handles on the side to like, like levers. Yeah, little levers to jettison the like furthest cabin from the the deck of the ship. Yeah. So she's like, oh, we don't need that one. Mm-hmm. Don't need that one. Mm-hmm. Don't need that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she keeps trying to stabilize it, but she can't. She tries to. Um, yeah, we get to the point where she tries to eject the closest one to the deck of the ship, which is full of the passengers. Yes. <laughs> Um, she basically tries to eject the passengers to stabilize the ship. Because it's a matter of life and death. I get it. I get it, but it's her life or death. Like, by ejecting but them, first she's... First it's theirs. <laughs> first it's they die first. But it's like, if she does eject them, she's only saving herself and the navigation officer. Everyone else will die. Do you want to die? <laughs> I'd like to think I have more honor than this. Um... <laughs> Yeah, sure but but um, the navigation officer, Gray or Gary or whatever his name is, I don't know. I can't remember. The navigation officer uh, basically opens the the ceiling door between between sections of the ship so the, the ship can't eject yeah, it. Yeah, it rejects the offer. Yeah, it's like, no, no, if we do that, like, this, the front deck is going to explode as well. Yeah. So Carolyn manages to slow the descent. The passengers start to wake up from cryo sleep um, as the entire ship crashes into the desert, into a desert-like landscape. The remainder of the hull is being ripped apart as mm. they scrape along the floor. Um, yeah, we get we get a look at several of the passengers at this. I think it's Jones who falls out first, and like he's awake and looking around, and then suddenly like half of the um half of the sh- part of the ship that yeah. he's in rips off as they hit the sand and he has to like hold on to a girder or something as it like flies off yeah. behind him yeah it's very cool it's very dramatic yeah, it 2000s is. it's great <laughs> because in reality you would you would fall out oh yeah more definitely <laughs> the sheer force of that and he didn't even fall over no, like come on he just looked at it and he was like i, was better, like, hold I better hold on to this yeah. girder then <laughs> As half of the ship gets ripped apart around him. Disappears before him. (laughs) Um, The surviving passengers gather. Uh, We meet Jones, who's the cop, who Mm. notices that Riddick's pod is empty. (gasps) Riddick's not there anymore. He's gone. He escapade. Oh, no. (laughs) So, I got a question. Yeah. did you think villain? Uh, did you think Riddick was going to be the villain of this movie? Did you watch the trailer beforehand? I did. You did. Ah, I did. So give you a so bit of an upper hand. But I figured so. You you reckon he was going to be the villain? He was dressed like a bad guy in the two thousands. Yeah, he was. He's got like a black tank top, and he's wearing glasses. Bad guys wear glasses. Well, they weren't Go- glasses, but the you know, his eyes are concealed, and that's yeah. a sign of evil. And he's bold. And he's bold. <laughs> Um, Jones goes yeah. yeah Jones goes below deck uh, and is attacked by Riddick who is still sort of handcuffed uh, but Jones manages to overpower him uh, Carolyn finds the navigation officer Gray he's impaled on a spike uh, yeah that's it really yeah, yeah. the survivors go outside to see the level oh yep yep yeah I just want they had a very intimate moment when he was in his last moments yeah it almost seemed like well I don't it was very, like, he was someone very important to her. Was it just because of their work relationship? Do you think Maybe. something else going on there? I got the idea that he w- he might have been, like, 
Something more, right? Like a mentor or something like that. I, it didn't, so. I didn't feel romantic. I, I don't think it they, was romantic. They never but... really established the relationship that these two had, so no. it left me a little confused. I want th- I think it's a kind of a mentor thing, or at least he was like, he was her, like, uh, conscience. He, yeah. Because he stops uh, ejecting the passengers. True. Like, which is something she would have regretted for the rest of her life. Probably. Which is, yeah. <laughs> um, the survivor, the rest of the survivors go outside, the rest of the passengers, mm-hmm. to see the level to which they are royally fucked. Yeah. <laughs> because they're, they're basically just on a desert planet. Yeah. We're in the Star Wars of um, space, you know, yeah. where planets only have one atmosphere. Yeah. And this is desert. And that was the second surprise for me. Again, they can walk out and they can just breathe. They don't need suits. True. And there's no trees. And there's no trace. Which is interesting. They do mention that um, it has low oxygen because everyone mentioned... One of them mentions, I can't remember, it might have been Jack or something like that, mentions like it feel, when they're breathing, it feels like they've just ran a marathon. Yeah, I do remember that. And so they are... They're using like a little um, breathing apparatus kind of oxygen thing. Oxygen vape. Yeah. And Jones pulls out his compass and it just spins in a circle. So great. We have yeah. absolutely no way to navigate the planet Woo. either. Um, everyone thanks Carolyn for saving them, despite the fact that she actually tried to kill them all. <laughs> and so we have our survivors. We, we get a good look at them, and I'm just going to do a quick rundown. We yes. have Carolyn, our docking pilot. Miss Fry. We have Jones, who's a cop. Mm-hmm. We have Zeke and Sharon, or Shazza, as they sometimes call her, who are some sort of prospectors or something like that. I don't know. They mentioned it at one point. They, yeah, they're some sort of profiteers. But not the bad, bad kind, just the, like, yeah, looking yeah. for natural resources kind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have Paris, who's an antiques dealer and an entrepreneur. Loved Paris. We have Abu, who is the holy man. He is. And we also have his flock, which is Suleiman, Hassan, and Ali. Mm-hmm. We have Jack, a prepubescent boy. <laughs> and we have Riddick, who we don't really know much about, except for he's some sort of criminal. And he's yeah. probably a murderer of some sort. Probably. Yeah. So Jones tells Carolyn just how dangerous Riddick is and to stay away from him. Uh, Paris shares his alcohol that was in the cabin as well. He's like, everyone just... Inside a... Not... It's not called an esophagus. No, sarcophagus. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The mummy tomb. Yeah, he opens like a sarcophagus that he was transporting or whatever like that and just pulls out like what looks like bottles of gin bean. Bottles and bottles. <laughs> He's just like, everyone, take one. Yeah, and I'm like, drink up. I was like, you're in a desert that'll dehydrate you. That's yeah. a really bad idea. She does say that later. So she self-aware, does. They're yeah, self-aware. they're self-aware, everyone. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Meanwhile, Riddick sees a gap in the girder above him because they've sort of left him alone in the lower decks. So he dislocates his shoulders to get his arms through the gap. <laughs> <laughs> There's a really nice pop as yeah, well. He it like, cracks the whole way. This man does a full 360 with his arms over his head. Yeah, because he's tied with his arms behind his back. He sees the there's a, like uh, a part where the girder's broken at, at the top. Yeah. So he just pulls his arms up behind his back, <sighs> pops the shoulders, yeah. gets it through the gap, and then in front of them. And I'm like... There's a, yeah, there's a moment in the fight with Jones earlier where he gets punched in the arm or something and he like crunches it back into yeah. place. And I thought, okay, this guy has so a... he can smell women without seeing them and he can break his arms back into place. He is superhuman. And yeah, he can just smell blood apparently. That's just weird. in general. Well, it it's has... weird. You can smell blood though. Yeah, but you have to be pretty close to it. He just seems to be like 10 meters away and he's like, you're Someone bleeding. has a tiny cut and he's like, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, he pops them out and pops them in. Also, my mum can do this. It doesn't make her... her 
Uh, no, not break her arm. No, I didn't. It doesn't make it doesn't make the disgusting pop noise, but she can do the thing where you put your arms behind your back and she pulls them over her head wow. in front of her. She can do that. It's really weird. Is that a genetic thing? Like I, a, I can't do it. <laughs> no, but you know how some people can like uh, hitchhike his thumb. You know how? Oh like, yeah, yeah, like and like curling your tongue double and jointed. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it must be. Surely she must have like double jointed shoulders or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if Reddick. I don't know if Reddick does or he's just fucking Vin baller. <laughs> we also get a first look at Riddick's eyes, which are shiny. Mm. So we don't really know what's going on with those just yet, but we do get a quick glimpse of them. Uh, Jones discovers that Riddick's. Uh, sorry, Jones discovers Riddick's chains outside, just the handcuffs. And he decides that he's going to go and hunt him down. Mm. In the meantime, Zeke and Sharon rig up the breathing devices for everyone, um, while others go in search of water. Basically, the the first thing you need when you when you're going to survive. Paris brings everyone over to discover that the planet has three suns. That's the first thing he's like. Everyone, I think you need to come and look at this. And they go outside, and it's just like. There's a great big sun on one side yeah. with a little sun behind it. And then they turn around and there's like a blue sun on the other yeah, side. Yeah, I know. And these shots in these first few scenes where it was a wide shot and you could, it was like you could almost a landscape shot where you could see all the suns in one. It gave me very Zathora vibes. You know that mm. space? It's like Jumanji but in space. And they yeah. had all of those establishing shots of the house floating through space and with the sun and the planet. and it's just all It just things. makes it look very, very epic. Completely. It's very epic. Yeah. Yeah. But in such a cool way. Like, when you see that, you're like, oh, shit. Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the gr- group splits, um, half staying with the ship and half go to explore because they see some sort of figures in the distance that look like they could be trees, some sort of oasis maybe or something like that. In the meantime, Riddick sort of watches the group and Jones spots the trees in the distance. So that's where they're going to head. Uh, back at the ship, Paris relaxes in a chair with a little umbrella <laughs> as uh, Zeke goes to do some digging. Um, I think he's digging for water. I think that's what he's actually aiming he is. for. Yeah. Because that's like an Australian trick and like Zeke and... Well, there's water underground. Yeah. Yeah. And Zeke and... Zeke. Zeke and Shazza are both Australian as well. Played by the amazing Claudia Black, who does a lot of um, voice work for video games and she's stuff like beautiful. that. Love her. Yeah, and she's gorgeous. Yeah. Fucking stunning. Yeah. Um, Jack jumps Paris, sort of gives him a fright, and he <laughs> reveals that he's a runaway. Because I think Paris says, like, did you run away from your parents or did they run away from you? Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> the kid's like, fair. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right. <laughs> but we sort of get the idea that um, Jack sort of admires Riddick's strength, his power. Yeah. Which is inspired. Yeah, he's inspired by Riddick, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Quite an interesting dynamic to establish this early on in the film. I know. So he already sort of knows, he's got to know who Riddick is at this point, right? I don't know. Like, is he a famous serial killer or murderer or mass murderer or something like that? <laughs> yeah, or... there's a warrant out for him. There is a warrant for him. We know that much. Well, there you go. Probably then. Probably. All right. Um, the exploration group, I've called them, the group that's gone to look for water, uh, go and find the trees, but they discover that they're actually humongous bones. They're like... Graveyard. Yeah, it's a giant elephant graveyard, but like a giant elephant graveyard. Like, like these things look like... Brontosaurus. Yeah, if they stood up, they'd be like three stories tall. Yeah. These are massive Mm -hmm. things. This is a giant rib cage. Yeah. Yeah. And the weird sort of things that look like those trees you see in in like Oasis and stuff like that are like spines out of their back or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. They explore the graveyard while Riddick sort of hides amongst the bones watching them. (laughs) Carolyn reveals to Jones that she nearly dumped the main cabin. 
So I don't she know. She cracked. Yeah. She cracked. Do you reckon it was just the guilt? I think so. It she was just eating needed, her up. Yeah, she just needed to get it out. Yeah. Because they were so grateful to her. Yeah. She was like, I don't deserve this. Yeah. And, and, and as she says a couple of times in this movie, like, I'm not your captain. Yeah. She just refuses to accept that title because mm. it comes with the responsibility of having saved these people. Yeah. And that's not something that she's comfortable with because she tried to kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at the ship, Zeke is continues to dig while Sharon sort of watches from a slight distance. I think she's just keeping an eye out. I think she's quite wary of Riddick as well, especially... In the next couple of scenes, she's seeing when she interacts with Riddick, there's like an anima- animosity there. Like, that feels like it's been building, like she's already tense about him being there. Yeah. Um, the boys, basically Abu's followers, mm-hmm. um, find a toy robot in the dirt. It's just covered in dust. There's a little robot. Mm-hmm. And soon after, they stumble upon sort of a deserted encampment. Exactly. Yeah. This was very cool as well. It was cool. Did you do you expect them to stumble upon like no, human, really human things? Because um, I I had no idea where it was going to go from here. Mm. I thought they were just gonna, I don't know, people would die off. They'd just be stuck out in the desert. They encounter monsters. Oh no, they have to run back to the ship. They fix it somehow, and they're gone. They're good. Yeah, but they actually found remains. Yeah, they actually found like human civilization. Exactly. Here. So they're like, oh, people have been here, and I was like, dope. Yes. So Caroline investigates one of the buildings. She finds a solar model of the planet. And they also find a, uh, a machine that seems to create water. It uses like solar panels or something like that. And it yeah. generates water. I assume it uses like minerals in the air and the water uh, and the dirt or yeah, something yeah, like exactly, that. Yeah, exactly. In the soil. Yeah. Yeah. And makes water out of it. So they start that machine up to, to get started. Mm-hmm. Um, Caroline also spots an abandoned cargo ship. Um, a really small ship. It's definitely not what they arrived in. Like, it would just fit everyone in. Uh And you could fly away, and that's it. Uh, Back at the wreckage, uh, Paris hears a bang on the ship. Uh, So he joins with Jack and Sharon, Mm -hmm. who are doing some repairs. I'm not sure what they're... I think they might have been... I think they were trying to get into one of the other cabins. It looked like they were just tinkering in one of the walls. They're, like, using... um, What's it called? A blowtorch. They're like blowtorching it, and I'm like, are they trying to cut into it? Like, is this one doesn't of... a blowtorch like weld though? It doesn't tear apart; it puts together. Oh, true. Oh, I think mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what know. they were doing. <laughs> Sci-fi movie. They were using a blowtorch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blowtorches are common. Yeah. They they exist a lot in this film. Yes. Actually, I think there's only the one. It's just they keep finding it, which and is quite lucky. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of gas in there, Dan. <laughs> yeah. But um, Paris jumps out and he blames Jack for making noise. And Shaz is like, no, no, Jack's been with me. Yeah. And then they all hear a bang. So they sort of huddle together and they see sort of a shadow move outside. Yeah. Did you think this was Riddick? No. No, you didn't. Because that would be too obvious. It would too be too obvious. Head, right? And Riddick's too good for that shit. Exactly. You won't see him coming. No. <laughs> He's too good for that. So Sharon, Sharon swings sort of this... Um, antique pickaxe looking thing that Paris just had um, thinking it's Riddick but she stops just in time because she realises it's another survivor somebody else actually survived the crash of the ship it's probably when the hull split apart that Jones was hanging onto that girder you saw a couple of sort of cryopods fall out it's probably one of the people who was inside one of those. And somehow survived. Somehow survived moving at like 400 kilometres an hour crashing into the sand yeah um (laughs) But the survivor is immediately shot from behind, from a distance, 
by Zeke. By Zeke. Who thought it was Riddick. Yeah, blind bitch. Because <laughs> he does... <laughs> he's... The man who comes out is bold as he's well. Bold. Yeah, and I guess he's he just... bulky, I guess. Yeah, You're I guess... You're on edge. You're bound to make mistakes. Yeah, he just thought it was Riddick. Yeah. But then the great thing is Zeke bends down to like look at the body and you can see Riddick in the background having a drink on Paris' <laughs> chair. And he's like, oh. He's like, yep, <laughs> fooled another one. And that was so Vin Diesel to me. It was I was so like, funny. he wanted to put that in. He was like, can I just do this? Can I just sit in the chair in the background? In the background? Yeah. <laughs> and they decided to do that. I love that. Um, back at the encampment, Carolyn checks on the cargo ship and realizes it has no power. The uh, batteries for it are dead. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, Zach Dre- Zeke drags the body of the stranger to where he was digging. I assume to like bury him or just so it's away from everyone. Yeah. Just I think dumps in the pit. Yeah, basically. Which yeah. is very sad. <laughs> also, did you see Riddick standing behind the rib bones as Zeke dragged the body past? No. He's dragging the body and it because he's not in focus, but you can actually see him standing behind one of the rib cages that um, Zeke drags him the body past. What a sneaky man. It's very cool. Is he out of focus? Yeah, he's gonna because it's, like... it's focused on Zeke and the body. Oh wow, he's just So it literally just like if you're not paying attention, like it just flashes past because it looks like one of the ribs. <laughs> and he doesn't move, he's just standing there, but you can see the like black outline of his yeah. goggles oh, and his wow. tank top. This is why I wish I watched it twice. There's so much <laughs> happening, you can't catch everything. <laughs> um Zeke continues his digging. He discovers a small hole in the ground and some sort of tunnel or cavern or something like that. Mm. He looks inside and gets grabbed by something. <laughs> he fires off some shots as he's being mauled and you can sort of see the it's like a close-up on his face and all the blood's dripping down. Yeah. Um, Sharon, or Shazza, hears the shots mm-hmm. and like, she fucking bolts. She's gone. She sprints. She doesn't give a fuck about She's like... <laughs> 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 And God bless you, Claudia Black. <laughs> she's amazing. She's a I really like this character. Yeah. I really like Shazza. <laughs> she she arrives and you think that she's going to make it in time, but she throws um, the tarpaulin that he was using for shade off and just discovers like a blood-soaked entrance to that little tunnel. Yeah. And then she looks up and Riddick's sort of leaning over her. Yeah. He's looking at the thing though and he looks puzzled. Like he doesn't know what happened. He does. Uh, he he runs, but is caught by Jones and Sharon Chazza. Mm-hmm. She's fucking legging it, man. She's a good runner. She's fast. She's I would not want to fast. race her. And this is where we get that um, we get that uh, sort of the the peak of her relationship with Riddick is there. So you have that tension where she's sort of watching out for him. Yeah. And then she's realised that because she wasn't watching well enough, she thinks that's killed Zeke. Yeah. So now she's just beating the shit out of Riddick. Yeah. <laughs> she's like kicking the crap out of him. She just assumed. Yeah. yeah. And I think Riddick would have overpowered her and Jones if they hadn't taken his goggles off. Yeah. So you realise that there's yeah. something wrong with his eyes. Yeah. Because like a rabbit. The, yeah, the second they took those off, he's like trying to shield his yeah. eyes and it looks like it's really painful. We yeah. we get to find out what this is shortly, I think. I think so. so it's fairly soon. Yeah. But you, you already saw that it was shiny, so you know there's something up with this guy's eyes. Sight, yeah. And I love the effect on them as well. It's really cool. It it looks like opals. It does. Yeah. They're so so shiny. I know. He's so cool. pretty. Pretty. Vin Diesel. <laughs> He's so hunky. <laughs> He's so murderous. I love him. <laughs> Um, Carolyn confronts Riddick. He intimidates her. They sort of have a back and forth. Yeah. 
he reveals he's not the scariest thing on the planet. So he already knows that there's something else here. Because he, he well, he knows for sure that he didn't kill Zeke. Yeah. So something else did. Uh, she asks to see his eyes and he sort of leans forward just enough into the light so that it catches on the eyes and sort of mirrors. It's very, very cool. Uh-huh. And we learn what they are. He says that they were shined in prison so we could see in the dark. Yeah. Well, he said he went to get to this um, guy in prison, just asked for a procedure, didn't he say? Yeah, it's like a medical procedure to yeah. have your eyeballs shined. So, so you can that, see in the dark. So you can see in the dark. Would you get that done? Oh, God, no. <gasps> really? I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then again, I do like the dark. Yeah. I'm all about the winter. I'll just move to, like, yeah. Alaska or something like yeah. that. And... I don't mind wearing glasses all day in mm. the sun. I don't care. But seeing, seeing in the dark would be pretty damn cool. <laughs> um, Riddick admits to killing lots of people, but he did not kill Zeke. Yeah. He tells her to take a deeper look at the hole. Um, also, Jack sort of overhears this and... Because he asks, you know, how do, how do I get eyes like that? Yeah. Which is very cool. He Jack admires Riddick a lot. He's a role model. It's a role model. Yeah. Not a great one, but... Uh, well, yeah. But, you know, so, yeah, we get that establishment of their yeah. relationship, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, Carolyn goes to explore this hole where Zeke died um, with a rope attached to her. And the rest of the group basically holds the rope and feeds it to her as she yeah. explores. Exactly. The hole opens up as she crawls in. She finds like Zeke's uh, lamp, I think it is. There's like a little lamp in oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she keeps going and she and it, it opens up into like a big cavern. Yeah, it's like this clearing with all these little tunnels. Oh, little, little tunnels. And especially quite a few of them like leading up. Yeah. Up into the thing. So you sort of get the idea that... You know, it reminded me of like an ant hill. You know, so when you see ants build these sort of towers, yeah, out of the dirt, it looked like that. It reminded me of um, in Harry Potter when I can't remember which one it is. It might be Sirius Black. Which one's that? Number three. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit three, maybe. Uh, where he goes down into the Slytherin basement, and there's all the tunnels of the snake, and it's just all these pipes oh. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. It's kind of like that. Um. Something moves at various points as she walks around this cavern. In the background. It's very alien. Have you seen the original Alien? It's very much like that. They basically stole this from the xenomorphs because (laughs) the xenomorphs are pitch black as well and a lot of the ship in that movie is pitch black as well. So, like, Mm. it'll look like pipes and stuff like that and then move and you're like, oh, it does a lot of that. (laughs) It's very cool. Um, She finds Zeke's foot. (laughs) Just a foot. (laughs) Just a foot. (laughs) Just a foot. In a boot still. And the, and this is the first time you hear the monsters as well. What a cool sound effect. It reminds me of a zebra, weirdly enough. Yeah, it's... It sounds like a zebra. Yeah, it's spacey, but also sounds animalistic as well. Like, yeah. it doesn't sound like it wouldn't be an unreasonable sound for something to make. No, space zebra. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to space zebra. <laughs> it's very cool, though. I really, really yeah. dig this sound effect. It's like a trill as well. It's like, but sort of, it's weird. Have you ever heard a zebra? Uh, I think so, but only from like Lion King. <laughs> I'm telling you, zebra. <laughs> it, I'm telling you, it's a fucking zebra. <laughs> um, she sees one of the creatures for the first time. Yeah. And you get a you get a brief look at it, not a proper look at no. it. No. And 
God, trying to describe this thing. It's sort of got as like a scorpion tail. It's very long, yeah. but its head looks like a hammerhead shark. I know. It's long. It's gross, is what it is. Yeah. What was your thought, like, at the first look at these creatures? Because you only see it briefly behind her. It like shift across the wall. My impression in that moment, or the impression when I, we get a full picture? Oh no, just at the moment when um, you first see it. It was. These are the kind of moments where I do have to look away. Not look away, but I, I get scared. Because oh, really? something's lurking, and that means it's going to jump out at me soon. <laughs> well, you're you're like jump scare sensitive. Yeah, 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 I am. Very much so. But I saw the tail, and I saw this weird hammerhead-like skull. This just huge... Yeah. I was like, yeah, weird horizontal antlers. Yeah, and, and it's... Like, it's hard. what the fuck is this? Yeah, and it's hard to get yeah. a judge of how big it is as well. Yeah, yeah. It looks... A, I don't know, even throughout this movie, like, I'm not sure how big no, they it are. it seemed to vary in size, because that one looked like... They look like the size of a raptor. Yeah. Not that it's anyone close. knows what size that is. <laughs> you know, how they portray the movies. It's like not taller than a grown man, but it's like not yeah. small either. Like yeah. a young adult size. Yeah. <laughs> young adult yeah. people size. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's, she sees the movement and she decides that she needs to get out. But as she turns around, she sees something. Um, she sees something move across where she entered. So she decides to go up through one of the pipes to get out. Yeah. Which is not a bad idea. Assuming that they can't climb up there. Yeah. Yeah. But like she she's already she already knows that they can get them in get her in the tunnel yeah. where she entered because that's how Zeke died. Yeah. And then she just saw one of them move across that entrance. So yeah. Yeah. It is a good idea. Good um, you girl. Yeah. So she starts climbing up this sort of ant anthill pipe thing. Yeah. Climbing up, and one of the creatures snags on the rope and starts to pull her down. Mm-hmm. And all she can do is like bury her hands and feet into yeah. the into the wall. This isn't a wide pipe either. Like this is pretty tight. Yeah, this is tight. And I was just like, she gets tugged down maybe like a meter. That would like shred your arms. Dude. Yeah, she was wearing a tank top. And all she could do was bury her hands and feet in yeah. and start yelling. Yeah. Fuck that. Because that's all <laughs> she could do. So um, she yells out, and I think it's Jack who hears her. Yeah. And then they keeps pulling and keeps pulling on her, and she thinks that like no one's heard. And then suddenly a hand breaks through the anthill and yanks her out, yeah. which is great. She gets yeah. rescued, um, oh and she reveals that there is definitely something down there. Mm-hmm. Something else killed Zeke. It wasn't Riddick. Yeah. Um, something like she, she says, whatever it is, it's down there. And then it yanks on the yanks on the rope again, and she almost goes right back yeah. down the it's anthill. Like, oh! Yeah. Did this get you as a jump scare? Yeah. Where you're like, ah! Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! And they they cut the rope and she's she's free. She's good. So Jones ends up making a deal with Riddick. If he helps them get out, uh, sorry, get off of the planet, Jones will basically set, set him free. Yeah, set him free and basically say that Riddick died on this planet, so that nobody ends up looking for him anymore. Yeah. So a shaky deal is made. Mm. A very shaky deal. Very like shaky. most of this deal is made, you know, at the end of a shotgun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so basically the team begins transporting power cells from the wreckage of the ship mm-hmm. back to the cargo ship at the camp. Yeah. Um yeah, we get Riddick big, big dicking Paris at this point as well. They're carrying one of the cells across because she needs to test how much power it can 
she can like jerry rig into the cargo ship so she knows how many cells she needs. Yeah. So they're taking one over to check that before yeah. they bring the rest over. Yeah. And like they're they're walking along, Paris drops one of his bottles of like sherry or something like that, and Riddick just picks it up and like downs the bottle. Yeah. And he's like, it's it's a wonderful year. <laughs> It's a really nice one. I really like that. It's just like glug 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 glug. It's yeah. It's very Vin Diesel, isn't it? It's very like big, tough, brooding. Yeah. Two thousand. Just a tool. Action hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Carolyn basically does her little tests and reveals that she needs five more power cells to get the ship up and running, mm-hmm. and then they can leave. But each of these power cells weighs about thirty-five kgs each. Yeah. I'm like. That's not too bad. (laughs) Um, But Sharon says, Shazza says that she can repair one of the buggies outside. They have like some, um, like dune buggies, sand buggies. Space buggies. Space buggies. They work on solar power. She says that she reckons she can get one of them working again and they can use that. Great. Perfect. Amazing. Um, we get uh, Jack starting to imitate Riddick at this point. He's like shaved his head and he's like wearing little goggles. Yeah, his little makeshift goggles. It's very cute because <laughs> so one of the lenses is even broken. Like, no, it's adorable. Uh, Riddick finds several personal, um, personal items sort of leading up to a chained door. There's like some glasses and stuff like that, and they all lead up to this this door that's been chained from the inside. Yeah. Um. He basically gets called over, so Riddick and Jack leave. But one of the boys um, manages to get inside, um, I think by, like, there's a broken wall in the side of it or something like I that. I think so. And he crawls inside. He does, yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I think this is Ali. It is, yeah. Ali, the, Ali. the youngest of... The smallest um, follower. Yeah, the smallest of the holy man's flock. Mm-hmm. Manages to crawl inside um, to take a look around inside the building. Um, the previous group of the encampment were clearly killed as Riddick says he's like you're all fucking stupid they didn't leave they died here they died here because what does he say is he like do you really think they'd leave with photos on the shelf and clothes in the, clothes on the hanger yeah which is such a good way of putting it as it well it is but then um Claudia Black she comes with a very good retort I can't remember what she said she Sharon said, yeah Sharon yeah yeah she says um maybe they had weight limits yeah something like that and I'm like that's, and that's not like unreasonable. also valid yeah, yeah. So I wonder. So you're like, mm, but we're like, horror movie? They are yeah. probably dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they, he says they, they, they definitely didn't leave because you don't prep your emergency ship unless there's a fucking emergency. Yep. And yeah, the cargo ship that they found was prepped. It just didn't have power. Mm-hmm. So they, um, it's then that they all sort of realize that Ali is missing. The holy man's like got his, he's got two of his followers, but he's missing Ali. He's alarmed. He's alarmed. He's like, where's Ali? Where's Ali? (laughs) Uh, We see Ali. He's exploring now the locked building. Uh, As the light hits, because he sort of, he opens like a panel or something like that, like a, like a roof panel. I assume it's like some sort of like observatory or something like that. That's what I thought as well. It's got to be right. Or or maybe it's like, it's a drilling thing and that's to let all the dust out or something like that. Maybe, yeah. He opens this thing up and as the light hits this sort of, clump of bats or bat looking things yeah. they all fly off um they all fly at ali yeah. he screams and hides himself in a wardrobe yeah these creep these little bat things are very creepy as well didn't like them especially the way they hang because it's not like bats where they all like hang in a line they were hanging on each other to it make was like, like a wasp nest yeah to make like stalactites or something like that Ooh. it looked like there was a pyramid of them yeah 
Uh, it was really weird. <laughs> but yeah, they all attack Ali and he manages to get away and locks himself inside a wardrobe. Yeah. The group, drawn by Ali's screams, break into the locked building. Abu opens the wardrobe. Bats circle around the room before escaping down the mining tunnel or whatever it is in the center of the room. There's like a gap that goes into... The, in in the, the cage, right? Into, yeah, there's like a little cave, uh, sorry, a little cage, and inside is like uh, yeah, tunneling. It must be, yeah, tunneling. Tunneling yeah. or something like that. That's leaving, leading into the, the caverns. Mm-hmm. Um, Abu finds Ali's corpse in the, he's been like munched to the bone. Yeah. Because w- when he locked himself in the wardrobe, you do hear this sort of weird there's, noise. He's there's not like, alone. There's like a rustle. Yeah. There's like a... Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the other group running to the building. Yeah. But now we've had our first, like, survivor death. Mm-hmm. Ali, the youngest holy holy boy. <laughs> little, Ali. Rest in peace, holy boy. Yeah. Um, the group discovers what happened to the last group. Um, they lock themselves inside that building looking for refuge, mm-hmm. but forgot to close the the entrance to the caverns, which is actually where these things come Reside. from. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is very cool. I think it's Riddick who lights, like, a flare and drops it down the hole. And you can just see all these human bones. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there's everybody. Oh, that's where they <laughs> went. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute confirmation. They did not leave. Because mm-hmm. there's just piles and piles of bones at the bottom of this little tunnel. Yeah. Um, Carolyn goes back to the encampment and discovers that it's been abandoned for about 22 years. Because the last marked soil samples and stuff were from 22 years ago. Yeah. She checks the solar model. And every 22 cycles, the planets align for a total eclipse of all three suns crazy it's like the only time so the sun's only set once every 22 years yeah otherwise it's just daytime that's like the opposite of alaska yeah (laughs) where it's just like it must be like as one sets below the horizon the other one's already risen yeah so you just never have night yeah yeah i like this as very cool but it's also extremely convenient like you happen to crash on this on this planet right before exactly in the tiny tiny window where the eclipse (laughs) happens Mm, okay uh jones reveals to carolyn that he intends to renege on his deal with riddick Mm -hmm. he does not intend to see it through um and also mentions to her that riddick can pilot ships so won't hesitate in leaving all of them behind yeah just painting a really bad picture for Riddick here. Yeah, basically, it's just like, you know, if we set up the ship for him, he's just going to leave us here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, dude. It's like, all right, then. All right. Um, Riddick already suspects that Jones is not is going to betray him. So he tells Carolyn that Jones isn't a cop. He is, in fact... Plot twist. Plot twist, everyone. <laughs> he's actually a bounty hunter. And Riddick is worth twice as much alive. So Jones won't hesitate in killing all of them yeah. to get the money. Yeah. <laughs> so like, okay, right. Right. Whose so, side were you on on this? <laughs> were you like, let's save Riddick or let's save Jones? I was Riddick. I was Riddick yeah. all the way. Yeah. I, I, He was trustworthy to me. He was yeah. a bad person. Oh, yeah. But he was honest. Yeah. He, yeah. He's not going to, yeah, he's not going to backstab you. He'll be like, he'll stab you to your face. Yeah. He'll make a deal. Yeah. And he'll stick to that deal. But if you double-cross it, then obviously he'll kill you. Mm. Riddick also ma- makes a comment about um, Jones shaking 
And maybe she should check into that. Yeah. So she does and finds out that Jones is addicted to morphine. Addicted. I addicted love to that. morphine. The next shot is him sitting up in like the top cabin. Just uh what do you call that? Syringe to his eye. Yeah, he has like a little needle gun and he's like uh, um (laughs) injecting morphine into his tear duct and I'm like gross. And he's hidden he's hidden his little um little portions of portions of morphine inside like a shotgun shell. Creative. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. (laughs) And he confirms that he is not a cop. He tells Carolyn that he never said he was. He just let everyone assume that he was. I'm like, I don't like Jones. <laughs> but how funny is that? Just uh, everyone just assumes or something. Yeah, you know, everyone just, just like, assumed he was as uh, he was a cop escorting a prisoner, and he's like, nope. I nope. never said that. Never, never said never that. True, he didn't. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> but also, fuck you, dude. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, she goes outside to see the imminent eclipse as the rings of the planet. Uh, rings of another planet in the solar system move just above the horizon, getting closer to one of the suns. Very quickly. Yeah. This planet's close. It is really close. Like you can, They're basically on top of each other. Yeah, you can literally... You can watch it moving up the horizon. Yeah. It's kind of terrifying. Very much so. But very cool. Like, very what a cool pretty. shot. <laughs> Especially as you're seeing just this ring, which is just this cluster of rocks slowly moving up towards yeah. the sun. And you're like, oh, the second it oh, hits shit. that, we'll have limited light. Yeah. And then not long after that, we'll have no light. No light. Um, she goes, yeah, so she sees the the eclipse moving in. Um, so they get in the sand buggy that um, Sharon has managed to fix. Mm-hmm. And they head back to the crash site to grab the power cells that they need to get out. Yep. We get a real sense of awe watching this <laughs> dune buggy going across because it's like a really, really, I... really wide shot. Yeah. And you just see this dune I buggy driving it. along as this planet is slowly eking up the horizon. The race against time. It's so cool. The clock is ticking. What a great shot. I was on the edge of my seat. It's great. <laughs> um, they run to get the ship's cells. Paris splits from the group. He needs to get a couple of things from his personal artifacts. <laughs> I don't know what he actually grabbed in the end. Nothing. More alcohol. I, I thought he was just saying that to go like chug a bottle real quick. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, have that Shiraz from like 18... 18- 1824 or whatever. (laughs) Um, They load up the power cells into the dune buggy Uh as the ring of the planet begins the eclipse. We now have limited light. Yeah. It's really cool because we get this really nice orange glow. Yeah. Like, it's been so white. I know. It's been blinding. Yeah. It's not yellow light. It's white. Yeah. Hot light. And then it switches to this orange. and yeah. like, And suddenly it's worse. Dusky. Yeah, it's ominous, man. It's, yeah. It was scary. I didn't like it. So the darkness slowly starts to fall. Mm-hmm. The sand buggy being solar starts to power off. And they're like scrubbing the like get- solar panel <laughs> dome. And they're like, come on, just enough light. We need just enough light. Um, as creature, creature screeches echo from down below. From the top of the pipes... From the top of these sort of anthill pipes where um, Carolyn got stuck earlier, thousands of these bat things swarm out of it. And it's rumbling from like the like sheer amount of them. Yeah. Just like, it's like a volcano erupting. Yeah. And it's literally thousands of them. It's that a swarm. Horrifying. It really is, isn't that it? Was, like, I felt like I was there. In a, that, that was so well done. It was so creepy. Yeah. And you're just oh, like, like, oh, we fucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is it. <laughs> yeah. um, the group flees to Paris, mm-hmm. a.k.a. cover, because that is like 
that little container that he stood by is like enclosed. Yeah, it's, it's the only hope. Yeah, it's not ripped apart like yeah. where they where they have been hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're being chased by the swarm as they're yeah. moving. Riddick and Sharon lag behind as yeah. the last ones. I think Sharon was still trying to get the sand buggy going, and she's like. Yeah. When she realizes that it's not gonna fucking go, she goes shit, and yeah. then just starts sprinting. Um, they duck for cover as the swarm passes over. Yeah, Sharon, everyone else has made it. To everyone the else has made it to the container. Yeah. yeah, Jack, Carolyn, Jones, everyone has made it to Paris in the enclosed space. Yeah. <laughs> but Sharon and um, Riddick. Riddick have not made it yet. Yeah, Sharon makes a run for a second bit of cover. She thinks she has just enough time to get to over the next dune and dive and she doesn't quite make it the swarm like smacks into her back and it really does feel like a wave yeah like a wave in the ocean just smacking against her and she does like a little it's a little screech at first where she's it's like shock but she goes oh (laughs) like she's not sure what happened and then a couple of seconds later she's torn in half torn in half and carried off in the swarm I assume they're eating her as they're carrying her off and And she's still screaming she's still screaming it's Awful. Her lungs are gone. How is she doing no, that? No, because it's cut at the waist. Oh, she's still like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like to. <laughs> okay, she is flailing a little bit, but I put that down to like that's all the creatures like pecking at her. True, you're right. They're just like manipulating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and because they're carrying her, they're carrying half a body. Like gross. <laughs> she she has the right to do Kermit the Frog arms. While she... <laughs> and unfortunately, we've lost. Sharon, we've lost yeah. Shazza. We've She's, lost a star. We've lost a star. Rest in peace, Rest Claudia in peace, Black. Shazza. We love you. <laughs> and I just put a note here. Do you think these bat things are the baby versions of these creatures? Or I are thought, they. I thought so. You think I didn't so? think it was a different species. I thought it was. Cause, yeah, because I was torn the between them. I was like, are these two different species? Or yeah. are the bat things the baby versions of the bigger ones? That's what I thought. You reckon it's one? Because I thought this, it's just overrun by these one things. thing. Because they destroyed everything else they yeah just eat everything this they're planet's like, just a desert they're, now they're, they're the apex predator yeah it just belongs but more than that like they've obliterated the planet everything everything's gone there's nothing there's nothing left so we we clearly know what happened to all the like giant creatures that used to live on this planet these things happened mm-hmm. um the group seals themselves inside riddick being the only one who can see in the dark <laughs> watches as the large creatures break from the pipes. This is very cool as well. So you have the bat yeah. things flying out of them and then you just see the pipes crumble yeah. until they're like large enough for the big ones to get out. Yeah. And again, you get this really cool screeching noise yeah. as these things fly out yeah. into the air and he just looks at them and he's like, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> and this is like the first time where I can actually see the full potential of his night vision. Mm. And I'm like, damn, okay. You like he can wow. And we get to see what it looks like as well. Yeah, it's sort it's of like, like it's like heat vision as yeah, well. Yeah. It's sort of a purpley purple and white. Yeah, I it, feel like it's actually what bats see. Oh, like that's how so they cool. probably It's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. But yeah, he I love this admiration of like from one killer to another as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love your work. Yeah. <laughs> Inside they hear the creatures calling. Um, I I was like, is this echolocation? Because they live in the dark. Echolocation? Like using sound to navigate. Yes, like dolphins. Yeah, or whales. Like dolphins <laughs> or bats. Yeah. 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 Use, using the sound to try yes. and find their way around. Mm-hmm. Um, the creatures start to break in, nearly killing Abu. <laughs> uh, the group move further into the container. They move further back. 
Riddick explores the large room they've now entered. He sees one of the creatures standing on top of like a stack of blocks. Sneaky, sneaky. He seems to kind of study it as well. He takes a second to like... He's analyzing. Yeah, he's figuring out what it is and how to kill it. Exactly. So he doesn't die. Mm -hmm. Hassan, one of the other holy boys, uh, stumbles also onto the creature. Next to Riddick. Next to Riddick. Although he doesn't know Riddick's there. Riddick's sort of like... Half in the darkness. (laughs) Yeah, he sort of like eeks out of the darkness. He's like... He's kind of Phantom of the Opera and he's just there. Yeah, he like like comes out of the shadows behind him and he's like... (laughs) Don't move. <laughs> Hassan is just like Hassan's oh, like what? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <sighs> seeing what the creatures see. Yeah, we we get we get our first time seeing what the creatures how the creatures see. Yeah. And I assume this is what the echo location looks like. Everything's really really fuzzy. It's like TV static. Yeah, it looks like TV static, and then it makes a noise, and it sort of focuses mm. but it's like a pinpoint focus it's not like it can see a room it no. like has to focus on a very specific like two inch block yeah but it makes these little noises and then like it you can see really clearly on something mm-hmm. and it focuses on like riddick's face yeah and then hassan's face <laughs> but because they're not moving it doesn't think anything of them yeah exactly um I think Abu calls out for Hassan. He asks where Hassan is. And Hassan makes a... Runs for it to he try and get it. back to Abu. Yeah. And gets killed by a, another one of the creatures. Yeah. Who was hiding in the shadows. He gets fully cut in half by this thing's head. He does. And it's like, when I just listen to Riddick. He knows what's up. Yeah. This cut in half... This kind of half thing as well was brutal. It is... Yeah. There's no, like... It's not like he stopped and then got cut in half. It's like as he was running, his feet were still going and the top <laughs> half was gone. And then it was like... Ooh. And you literally hear a glue yeah. as the parts of the body fall onto the floor. Freaking gruesome, dude. I'm like, you, like, I love how like some of the first people to die in this movie are like children. Well... Her son was like a teenager, I think. Yeah. And Ali was like 12. If that. If yeah. that. Like, this is, that was that a was young kind of, kid. That was sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, Depressing. Well, can we stop killing the children yeah, first? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Riddick uh, runs back to the group um, with one of the creatures hot on his tail. Mm-hmm. But the torchlight stuns the creature. And, um, yeah, I think they, they manage to kill it or something like that, don't they? Or they find a dead one. Because that's when they... I think they do kill it. The light... I don't know. I think... Does Riddick swing a punch or something? Something like that. And I it can't lands remember. and then they shine the torch and it's like burning its flesh. Yeah, yeah. They, they find one of the creatures and they shine a torch on it. And they're so photosensitive that the torchlight literally dissolves them. Just the torchlight dissolves yeah. the body. Yeah. Um, the group cut their way to a secure room because clearly that big room has more creatures in it. Mm-hmm. So... They use the welding torch. They cut themselves into a little room where they can secure themselves. And they make a plan. I love this. A plan on a horror movie. (laughs) They can use the light to protect themselves Mm -hmm. as they travel travel to the escape ship with the last four power cells they needed. Yeah. Cool. Nothing could go wrong. Nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. I mean, it's, it's balls to the wall here, right? It's either they stay in this rusty dusty dark container for the next 22 years or they they try their luck yeah i don't know how long the eclipse lasts oh actually no they start talking about this yeah because jones says they could wait until sunrise but according to the model carolyn found the planets move as one for an extended period but they don't say for how long i figured it was just like well it wouldn't be 22 on 22 off would it be i 
No, because no, otherwise it, it would have still been dark when they arrived, true. getting light. True. So we don't know how long it lasts, but she did say that the model, all the planets moved as one for a while, so it could yeah. be like a year. Yeah. Maybe a couple of years. So, you know, <laughs> where will you sit on this, you know, trying to get out or waiting it out? Um, I was, let's just go. Let's just, just go. You said that you're going to go crazy. Mm. You're going to go crazy. You're going to kill each other. And You food. would rather get killed by, at least it's quick. And Damn. you need food and water. Like, you need to do this yeah, plan before you, you start getting hungry. You can't Paris's Shiraz in here. <laughs> you, need to get, you need to go. But I want the sherry. <laughs> um, Riddick says he'll lead them because he can see. Yes. Are they all drunk now, by the way? They've just, been, <laughs> they've just been drinking. Like, they don't have water. No, they did get water. That's true. They, they, no, everyone, they got, a, everyone got a cup of water while they were at the encampment. They um, probably served While up. Ali was being killed. They all had a cup of water. Yeah. <laughs> From that little <laughs> machine. Yeah. yeah. But yes, I'm sure at least half of them must be at least tipsy. Yeah. Because they've not had much water. And probably quite a bit of alcohol. Dehydrated as hell. And a lot of sun. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of sons. Sons. <laughs> Multiple and triple the um, But yeah, Riddick agrees that he'll lead them. The others will follow protecting him from behind with the light. Mm. He's very specific about that because, like, light in his eyes yeah. hurts him. He's like, don't do that. It's kind of cool seeing, like, the parallel between him and the creatures as well. Like, they're both nocturnal, they're both yeah. seeing in the dark, and they're both, like, killers. They understand each other. They understand. That's why he's like, they're beautiful. I love them, yeah. <laughs> Um, but we get our, we, we've got a full list of light sources here. We've got the blowtorch. We've got uh, Jones's gun light. He's got a shotgun with a gun light on top. We've got a small torch. We've got a couple of flares. We've got Paris's lighter. Mm -hmm. We've got some neon tubing from the ship, which I think is emergency lighting. I think so too. Something you put along the runway. Or like, yeah, uh, so you can still see the path if exactly, the power goes out. Exactly. Yeah. And they've got several bottles of um, the extremely high-proof sherry or yeah. Jim Bean or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Yeah. Paris is alcohol. Paris has been uh, fucking, a lifesaver. Yeah, he's been a saint on this. Yeah, because <laughs> he's got his you, he's got his wee little lighter and he's got fucking bottles and bottles and bottles Out of alcohol. For days. Yeah. <laughs> um, Riddick figures that the creatures can smell blood, so cover so cover all your cuts. Uh, Jones tries again to convince Caroline that Riddick will lead them. Mm -hmm. If uh, sorry, will leave them if given the chance. Um, but she basically tells him to go and fuck himself. Shut. He's like, shut up, Jones. If you want to stay here, stay here. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and the group embarks. I put such a cool effect as they run, you can see the creatures parting and closing behind them. Do you think you would have felt safe in that little circle? I No, God, no. Because <laughs> they run outside and li literally... They're surrounded. The ground is just creatures. Yeah. And they're running out and like just around them where like as far as the light reaches is dirt yeah and then the second it's darkness all you can see is creatures and this little ball of light it's all you have and the creatures are like water it's filling in the gaps yeah. behind them as yeah. they move yeah it's so cool <laughs> what a cool effect i know like this is a quite an old movie this movie is like 22 years old and like the cg is not that bad it, it looks pretty good they did well yeah. They did really well. The creatures look great. The the All the sci-fi effects with, like, the suns and everything like that looks great. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, the blowtorch runs out. Our first source of light has died. 
Shit. Um, Paris drops a flare. Um, Dumb and Jack goes. Jack goes to get it. Jack takes off the like emergency tubing, but they're yeah. all they're all wearing it like sashes around them to you know make sure that they can't be picked off. And he ta- and Jack's like, Jack Jack takes second. it off to go grab the flare, and I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, did we not just have a pep talk in the container for 15 minutes, Jack? Where were you? Yeah, we keep the light on us, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll get it. And just takes the tubing off and goes to grab it. Everyone's he, like, oh, no. He almost gets killed, but is saved by Suleiman, um, the last holy boy. Bless you, Suleiman. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Paris panics. That's right. The, the creatures, the creatures uh, swoop as if it was like gonna gonna pick Jack up and then yeah. fly off with him. Yeah. And Suleiman like tackles Jack to the ground to keep him safe. Yeah. And Paris just freaks out at the fact that one of these creatures got that close. So he crawls away from the group. Breaking the breaking the emergency lighting battery. There's like a tiny little battery yeah, they like carry. It and it pulls out of a pot. It pulls it out and it short circuits yeah. and all of the emergency tubing lighting that they're all wearing goes out as well. The anxiety I felt in this moment. Oh really? I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's so clever though. Like these little things where it's just like, oh, it's just light. Yeah. And now it's gone. And now it's gone and you're like, oh fuck no. Oh god. <laughs> Um, Paris hears a swooping around him and then bolts upright. He flicks on his little lighter and sort of feels around his back and then just sees blood. His mm-hmm. hands are just covered in blood. And I love his his death line as well. He just looks around him and he's just like, I was supposed to die in Paris. <laughs> and then he... I've never even been to Paris. Yeah. Really yes, that's right. Yes, I was supposed to die in Paris. I've never even been to Paris. And then he like... That. He takes a swig of uh, from a little hip flask yeah. and spits it into into his lighter, and all the creatures that were swarming around him like shudder backwards. It's so creepy, and they all like screech as well. They're yeah. all like, <laughs> and then like as the light goes out, you see them sort of enclosed yeah. back around him. And it's like, okay, bye, Paris. Yeah, it was like, oh well, there goes Paris as yeah. well. Um, yeah, what a cool effect. Mm. We see the group of creatures sort of surrounding him. Uh, so Paris is officially dead now. Riddick confirms to the group because he can. He takes off his goggles and, and looks like, at it. He's like, you don't want to see what I see right now. Yeah, it's basically Paris being torn limb from limb yeah, by this creature. You can hear it. Yeah, it's Mm-mm-mm. it's like lions eating a zebra. Like yeah. you can hear the munching. Yeah, and you're like, oh, 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 so wet. Yeah, mm, crunchy. <laughs> um. So now they need like a main source of light to light the group, not just like little torches. Yeah. So they light the bottles of alcohol. They they yep. put like little bits of cloth down it, so it'll yeah. burn slowly. Yeah. Um. And now they're like Molotov cocktails. Well, it will be if you Pretty throw much. it. If you throw it, it'll be a Molotov cocktail. Yeah. And they continue on, but they notice that they're. Uh, I can't remember. Who, I think it's Jones notices that they've crossed their own tracks. Yeah. Yeah. They, so, yeah. they see the line from because they're dragging the power cells yeah so it's and leaving it's them little, up it's on this little trolley yeah so you see like the wheel prints they've crossed over it yeah and he's like why are we looping and he talks to Riddick and Riddick reveals that the canyon ahead is a death trap yeah the canyon that they used to cross to get into the encampment like three times now yeah is now just a death trap yeah because there's creatures everywhere and I assume all the way up the walls and everything like that there's no way to get around it yeah so he was like, I did just take you in a loop because I don't know what the fuck to do now. He's so honest about it yeah. as well. He's just like... That's he's... how you know you can trust him. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I circled time. once to have a think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to think about then what to do like, about fair, this. bro. Like, I don't and he, know. Say, he says, um, also these things smell blood and the girl is bleeding. 
and we get a quick shot of Carolyn and she's like, I'm not bleeding. Yeah. And he's like, not her. 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 And we get a zoom in on Jack mm-hmm. and we find out that Jack is a pubes- pubes- pubescent <laughs> prepubescent girl, not a boy. Yeah. She had been pretending to be a boy so that she wouldn't get hassled while she traveled. Yeah. Smart. Smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. I was, I was, could he smell a period? I, I guess he's I guess he's referring to a period. Yeah, because she didn't have any cuts. They didn't zoom in. No. So I was like, oh, she's ovulating. She's... she's, she's, she's <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds so much worse. <laughs> oh, she's ovulating. No, oh no she, she's... I don't think that's the right term. I, I this is why I'm like... Riddick has, like, superpowers. That's what I'm like saying. Because, like, yeah. he, he's, he could smell her period. Yeah. Ew. That's weird. He's like, near the end of the cycle. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is how he could smell the women. Ew. You know, because he said there was a woman when he was talking about Shazza. Yeah, he can smell their age. (gasps) (laughs) You probably can. (laughs) Yeah, Riddick's got some sort of powers. But basically, we learn that Jack is a girl. A girl. A girl. And she's having a period, and the creatures can smell it. As as well as Riddick, apparently. (laughs) I think he's one of them. (laughs) The movie ends, he just unzips his... He, uh, he unzips his Vin Diesel and the hammerhead that comes out. <laughs> He's like, bah! That would be good. <laughs> um, Carolyn suggests going back. Maybe, you know, they can't do this trip. And Jones tells everyone that Carolyn tried to eject them all. He has a tantrum. He loses it. He has a fucking toddler tantrum. He throws yeah. all of the toys out of the cot and says, no, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just missed his last shot of morphine because I don't know what happened. He a cranky bitch. He's hangry. I don't know what his deal is, bro. Like, <laughs> He's just like, yeah, yeah, you want to go back? Well, why didn't you try and kill everyone yeah. again? Remember that time we almost killed all of us on the way in here? Yeah, do you guys know that? It's like, all right, Jones. Yeah. Come your tits. Yeah. Jones is an asshole this he entire is. movie. I hate him. He's uh, joking, though. Jones lights a, fa- lights a flare and basically declares that the group's going on. He's like, we are not going back. We're going forward. It's like, oh shit, okay. So now we've only got six people left. We've got, we've got who? Um, Suleiman? No, has, uh, Suleiman or Hassan? I can't remember. It's Suleiman. Suleiman. Yeah, Suleiman. He saves Jack, right? Yes. Yeah. Because he saved Jack. So we've got yeah. Suleiman, Abu, Abu, Carolyn, Jones, Riddick, and... That's it. No, no, we've got, we've got one more, don't we? No, 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 no. Suleiman, Abu, Riddick... Jones. Jones. Carolyn. Carolyn. Jack? Jack. Did you say it? Yeah, okay. Then. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> we've we, we got six people left. Uh, Jones and Riddick talk ahead of the group. Um, Jones saying that he wants to make, he wants to sacrifice one of the group and drag them about 40 to 50 feet behind them to keep the creatures occupied while yeah. they move. Yeah. I don't think this, A, this is an awful plan. Fuck you, Jones. <laughs> but also, I don't think this would work. These things, like, rip bodies apart. That's what I'm saying. So that's why, at this point, he's delirious. He's not thinking straight He's not anymore, thinking straight. Bro. He's not here. You drag this body behind you, and it would, like, these... You just need, like, two of these creatures, and it'll, like, rip the body in half, and yeah. that's it. You've got nothing. Yeah. But worse still, he wants the sacrifice to be Jack. Because she's bleeding, and, you know, it's... It's attracting dam- them. Yeah, it's damaging Damn. the group. Oh. <laughs> what were you going to say? I thought you said, because it's damp. Like, <laughs> up, Jacob. What the fuck? Oh, no, it's damaging the groom. Yeah, it is. <laughs> because she's, cause she's bleeding. Yeah. Uh, Riddick says, says, he, says, 
He basically says that oh, I love this because he doesn't want to sacrifice Jack. Obviously not. Because he, a, he likes her. Yeah, he does. He likes her. So he's like, oh, I think we need a bigger piece of bait. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> and it's such savage. It's a savage like threat. Yeah, but Jones just has a maniacal smile on him at all times from this point onwards. Yeah, like he's just gone crazy. He's lost it. He he doesn't last much longer, which is great because yeah. he he and Riddick end up having a, a fight. Yeah. With the flare on the ground being the only thing that's keeping yeah. the creatures away from them. They just stuck. One of them throws a punch and like the flare gets dropped. Yeah. And like, that's your timer. You've got until that flare burns out before these creatures just kill you. And yep. these two are just, you know. They don't care. They're just big dicking yeah. each other. They're Carolyn's just... just like, well, we're going the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carolyn, no, Carolyn's no. like, okay, everyone, we'll go this way while they um have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> um. Riddick manages to overpower Jones. Oh, that's right. This is when the arm break happens, isn't it? Um, is it here? I think it's here. Oh. Jones, like, like they're having their fight and Jones, like, grabs his arm and, like, thrusts his palm into it and, like, snaps the bone. Yeah, but he's just like... And Riddick just punches him in the face and then snaps it back. Yeah. And he's like, bitch. <laughs> and what? And it's great because I-, I love seeing Jones having his ass kicked because I It's hate so satisfactory. Him. It's so... I like, hate him. Yeah. He's such a dick. <laughs> uh, the flare burns out as Riddick, like, fully overpowers him. And Riddick uh, sort of does the Homer Simpson into the hedge into the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> he fully does. He's just like... He's just like, bye, Jones. As the, as the yeah. light goes out. Yeah. Did um, you say something like, um, remember this moment? Yeah. 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 Did you want to explain the moment? No, no, you go for it. Okay. Uh... They have a moment where uh, it was very much the flip thing. You know, uh, Jones is going to kill Riddick while Riddick's still handcuffed. And he's like, remember this moment when I let you live? And Riddick flips the gun, like slaps him in the face and says, bitch, remember this moment. Yeah. And, and now remember this moment. Yeah. Hey. And this is, just, this is just a replay of that. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, that was right at the beginning of the film when they make their very shaky deal. Yeah. He's like, remember, I could have shot you with the shotgun. And yeah. it's like, remember, I could have shot you with that shotgun. Remember, I could kill you by looking at you. Yeah. And I was just like, remember this moment. Yeah. As he like I'll fades remember. into the darkness. Yeah. And Jones gets impaled. By one of the creatures. What a cool shot as well, because it's quite a long shot. So you just see Jones kneeling on the ground with like a spike straight through his stomach. Yeah. And you you sort of get a, a better look at this creature. It's like a pterodactyl. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. I, it's got a very demonic look to it. Yeah. Like it's got huge wings, this hammer head, this stinger thing that's currently impaled through Jones. And then the thing just opens its mouth. Its mouth like unhinges Gross. and just smashes Jones's head in its mouth. Nom nom. And Jones is gone. Bye. Good riddance. Yeah. I really hated that guy. Finally. Riddick rejoins the group and convinces them to continue on. Um, he checks out the corpses of one of the creatures. Um, basically everyone's sort of like regrouping themselves and having a breather he goes to check on one of the corpses of these creatures to sort of figure out how they work I think it's bones he actually finds bones of one of the creatures oh yeah he's holding the skull of one yeah it's like it's like an old skull maybe from like the last time or the time before that these creatures got out yeah and he's like looking at it and he's he's holding the head by the two stalks and he's like and he discovers that there's there's a blind spot right in the middle where its eyes won't be able to see him at Mm -hmm. all where the echolocation won't work. Um, Abu offers to pray with Riddick 
He's like, you know, I love this. This is very funny. I agree. Because um, he's like, what's wrong? You don't believe in God? Yeah. And Riddick's like, no, you're absolutely wrong, holy man. I do believe in God. And I hate the fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is like 2000s too cool for school guy. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so Vin Diesel. And he takes a couple of seconds to mock his faith as well. Mm-hmm. Which comes into play a bit later as well. Which is so funny. It's so good. <laughs> It's so good. I love. I'm sorry. I I I respect religion. I don't like when religion is pushed on people. Absolutely. So seeing religion brought down a peg in movies always just makes me smile a little. Yeah. Because it's always so like, put like faith is always put on a pedestal. Exactly. Instead of, like, treated as the thing it is, which is, like, an individualized belief system. Yeah. Like, it's your own personal belief. Yeah. And it's always, like, in movies, you know, the number of exorcism movies and shit we've had where it's just like, oh, by the power of God, we can conquer evil and stuff like that. It's always put on a pedestal. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to have it more... It's just an idea, bro. Yeah, it's just an idea. Mm -hmm. And it's fine to have that idea. And it's great that everyone can have a different idea. Exactly. So it's nice to... You know, it's not woke. Not having the be-all, end-all being mm-hmm. the holy man. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And especially Riddick just being like, well, fuck your God. I don't yeah. believe in it. I'm, oh, no, he does believe in it. But he's he like, does, no, fuck like, your God. <laughs> he ruined my life. Yeah. yeah. So the group um, reaches the canyon, finally. Riddick dragging the cells while the others cover for him. This is a lot of weight he's... So what were they? 35 each. So that's he's 100... He's hauling 70 k. What is that? 140 kgs. They're 35 apiece. Was he carrying three? He's got four. Because they needed... Oh, true. He was dragging them. Yeah. He was dragging them. Because yeah. they needed five for the ship. They brought one over to test. Yeah. So they needed four. And yeah. they're 35 apiece. He's dragging 140 kgs. What the fuck? And he's boosting it. He's fucking sprinting. He's like, run! Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, go. And they all just stand there. And he's like, move! Carol's like, are you sure you can handle that? He was like, Move! <laughs> And he's, like, sprinting with his Vin Diesel buffness. Yeah. <laughs> um, Uphill as well. He's and they, just... they, cover, they cover him with light from the front at this point. So they're in front of him. He's behind them all, dragging the cells. Yeah. And they're basically clearing the way. Because as the light moves, all the creatures part, like yeah. the Red Sea. Yeah. Um, the sw- they look above, and there's swarms of these big ones. Not the little bat ones. Big ones. Big girls. And then it starts raining blood. Blue blood, because sci-fi. It's great. (laughs) Um, Basically, the creature's starting to cannibalize. There's not enough food on the planet anymore that they're just eating each other. I love this. They've been out for five minutes. Yeah, I know. They're hungry. It's been, what, 20 years? (laughs) They went out and they're like, nope, no meat. I guess I'll eat you. Yeah, (laughs) come here. (laughs) Come here, Terry. Nom, 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 (laughs) nom. And it basically starts raining corpses then. Yeah. As these things get killed off by one another. Yeah, so they're like dodging left and right. Just... This is very intense. Yeah. Because these things are big. <laughs> these things are big and raining from the sky. Yeah. And sometimes it'll just be like some intestines falling. And sometimes it's like a full-on co- full corpse. two-ton corpse. Yeah. Um, Suleiman, they, so they pass one of the corpses of these creatures as they're sort of climbing over sort of some broken bones across the canyon and Suleiman gets grabbed by one of these creatures and drops his bottle which then ignites a fire 
So it's a Molotov cocktail now. Yay! <laughs> um, it burns the creature and it like lets go of him. Yeah. But it leaves gashes down his leg. Yeah. Like you could tell just He's by... He's shredded. Yeah, these things just touching your leg shreds it. Yeah. So these things are... Like their hands are weird as Sharpie. well. I think... Uh, is it... Have we already seen it sort of reach out for you? No. I, I thought we had when... Um, is uh, it with... Hassan. Yeah, and they're reaching for him in the black. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when, when, like, when, before he freaks out and runs to Abu, they sort of reach and grab yeah, for him. It's almost like an ostrich foot if ostriches had thumbs. Okay, yeah, I got He's you. It's just like. It's large. It's talons. Yeah, it's talons. And it looks. Sharp. And there's no, like, end. You, you can't tell where the claw ends and the finger begins. <laughs> like, it's one big claw. Yeah. I don't think they have. They just have claws. They just have claws. And, but they look like hands. I know. And so it makes it really creepy. It's really uncomfortable. It's like, very uncomfortable. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, he does escape, but he's now injured. Mm-hmm. And we know that these things smell blood already. Mm-hmm. Riddick goes ahead. Um, Jack sort of teeters he, it's great because everyone's ch- like taking care of Suleiman and his wound Riddick runs ahead with the power yeah. cells <laughs> and then Jack's in the middle because he's not sure sorry, she's not sure which way to go does she go with Riddick or does she stay with the group yeah. and then one of these creatures drops out of the sky and attacks her um, it like Jack manages to scurry under like the ribcage of one of these creatures and this thing is like plowing its head into yeah, the bone she's trapped. to try and get at her. And it's very cool. It's very like animal I mean they are animals, but it's very like brutal animalistic. Yeah. yeah. Like this thing wants food and it wants it now. Yeah. Um so Carolyn runs over to help and she manages to burn the creature with her sort of Molotov cocktail. Just the flame from it's enough to sort of burn it. Um but it breaks her torch. Riddick returns and saves Jack. He guts it and snaps its neck. Like, yeah. this is fucking hardcore. Yeah. Is that where he gets into the blind spot of the creature? Is that no, no, that's a little bit later. Okay, yeah. That's um, at the encampment. Yeah. So this is like, he comes right up to it. And it's just like, you want to fuck with something? Fuck with me. Yeah. And he does like, he does like a spinning, crouched spin thing. <laughs> And like guts it. And then while it's on the floor, probably dead, he runs over and just snaps its neck. Just to be sure. Yeah, it like grabs both ends of its hammerhead and just twists until you get this really loud crunch. Imagine how heavy that head actually is. It looks heavy. (laughs) And just goes... Like it's nothing. And then we get the cool guy doesn't look at explosions line. We get, we get, did not know who he was fucking with. (laughs) It's like, okay. Like, okay, we get it. (laughs) The group continues through the canyon, uh, Abu carrying Solomon. Uh, It starts raining. Just normal rain now, not (laughs) blood rain. Yeah. Um, Riddick laughs because basically all the they're scrambling to keep their torches alight. Yeah, they're covering it. They're trying to like... I think only one of them has their thing still going. Everyone else has gone out because of the rain. So they're all huddling together trying to light it from the one. Yeah. (laughs) And Riddick lets out his laugh. He just... He finds it's the his... bottom of the stomach cloth. He yeah. leans back. It's like, oh, genuine <laughs> amusement at this, the fact that it started raining. Yeah. He gives a hearty laugh and turns to the holy man and says, where the hell is your God now? <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it was like fair. It was. Right? It made me laugh. This is how God treats you, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, they, I, did this make Did this make you laugh? It made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. I was like, oh, was fair play. Because well, it was like a quick zoom in on him as he was like, oh, where's your gun? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. What a great line. Uh, with only one torch lit, the group bands together against a wall, and um, Suleiman is dragged off. They lean him against the wall, and one of the creatures grabs him by the neck and yeah. drags him up the canyon wall and, and eats him at the top, basically. You can sort yeah. of hear the crunching. And this this breaks poor Abu. He, he's lost. it was this last boy. Yeah, he's lost all three of his followers, and he's literally, like, kneeling in the rain, trying to reach up the canyon. That actually really sad. And, like, crying for yeah. him. I felt that he was, like, the most... Um, the biggest feeling of loss. You know, you felt it. Yeah. I felt it. Yeah, most of these people have no connection with each other. No. So when one dies, you're just sort of like, ah, oh, damn. Yeah. We lost a person. But, like, um, Abu and his followers had, like, a real... Like, they were a congregation. They, they were. They were on the way to... New Mecca, baby. Yeah, space New Mecca. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really sad. It was really He's sad. lost... And, like, Keith David's performance, uh, like, Abu just crying in the rain. Great. Genuine. So good. Beautiful. Um, Riddick finds a small alcove, a small, like, uh, cave that doesn't have a back to make sure it doesn't go into any of the little Mm -hmm. canyons or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, Jack, Abu, and Carolyn hide inside. Uh, He more shoves them inside. He he does kind of shove them. He's like, in now. He's like, in. Everyone in. Yeah. (laughs) Um, While Riddick closes it and heads on to the encampment without saying a thing they're like well I guess this is how we die yeah <laughs> did you think Riddick was gonna leave them no you didn't no you were like he a good boy They, yeah he a good boy he'll get back I I, I pictured him flying back into the cabin and oh. then just like I don't know like jumping onto like the loading dock or something like that yeah I think he just hovered there and throw down a rope and they just climb up and he'd be like punching these like <laughs> <laughs> punching the hammerhead things <laughs> Um, it's too good to be true. The, the group is all huddled together and they're running out of alcohol now as well. Shit. They're, they're, yeah, they're like squeezing the ropes and, the, <laughs> and the, like, the cloth that's made these made these torches to just try and get it like as much into one bottle as they can yeah. just to have some sort of light. Yeah. Uh, Riddick makes it to the encampment. Uh, the group watches as their last torch burns out. Um and you can hear the creatures clawing at the entrance of oh. the little of where they're hidden. Yeah, it's very yeah, it's very unsettling. Very unsettling. It's very cool though. So they're plunged into darkness now. Yeah, they're just, just in dark. Yeah, it's probably cold and just awful, and they're huddled in a little. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just alone. Well, they're not alone. There's the three of them, but like, it must feel so lonely. Yeah, because like they're in this extremely dangerous situation. Yeah. But luckily, as the torch goes out, we see little bits of light in this little in this little alcove and we see some slug-like creatures just this is just cute these little 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 guys yeah. these little glowworm little things squirmy wormies little squirmy wormies <laughs> what would have been really funny is if like they plucked it off the wall and it like bit him and then that's how he died <laughs> Because I, be- I did think that, like, what if he touched and it was like toxic and he just picked up and was like wow like, yeah. <laughs> and dies <laughs> but no, Abu Abu takes one off the wall, yeah. and they they realize that they you know they have a natural source of light. They're Great. like glow slugs. Yeah, that they're, they're clearly the only thing that's managed to survive on the planet because they're bioluminescent. Exactly. Um, Riddick makes it to the ship. He plugs in the power cells into the into the cargo ship, mm-hmm. ready to leave. Yep. 
the group stuff all of uh, all of the slugs into a bottle. Yeah. Into into one of the alcohol bottles, and Carolyn, armed with a glowing bottle, makes it over the ridge to the encampment, while Jack and Abu. Um, basically try and gather the last of the slugs that they can find. And they yeah. have, like, a, a third of a bottle. Mm. So not enough to go out. Yeah. Um, Carolyn confronts Riddick at the ship. Riddick is ready to leave. He's, he's He was gonna leave. He was. He was gonna leave him. But he, um, he admires her survival instinct and invites her to join him. Yeah. She's like, come on, you made it. Come, come on. Come with me. Take my hand. And we'll leave. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And he like, even like, she collapses to the floor and she's yeah, just like, she's I can't. Like, I can't leave them. Because now suddenly she's having second thoughts about saving lives. Yeah, that's right. She tries to convince him to go back for the others. <laughs> and then she has, she, she tries to like assert her dominance she over, over Riddick. She tackles him. She jumps on him. Finally declares herself the captain. Because throughout this movie, she's, uh, a couple of times people have called her captain and yeah. she's been like, I no. am not the fucking captain. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to accept that responsibility. And she knows that, like, she tried to kill them. Yeah. But now at this point, she feels like she's earned it. And I was like, yes, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's like, I am going to save them. Yeah. She's decided now she's going to save them. Yep. And Riddick agrees to help. And I don't think it's because she... She does put a knife to his throat. He puts a knife to hers. Yeah. 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 Could, no, she puts a knife to his throat and then he overpowers her and she he, she does, he does the same thing to her. And he's like, would you die for these people? Yeah. He's like, would you die for them? And, and she's like, like, I would try for them. Yeah, I would try for them. And, she, and he's like, you didn't answer my question. You didn't answer my question. Would you die for them? And she's like, yeah. She's like, yes. I guess. It sounds like more of a question as well. She's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he agrees to help. Mm-hmm. I think he's just like admiring her. Yeah. Admiring her I strength. I think so. And he respects her. You he know? respects strength. Exactly. So he res- like he was going to take her with her because she made it. Mm-hmm. And she has such strength of will here exactly that he's like okay okay fine that's what we do and he admires the creatures because of how strong they are mm-hmm. um meanwhile we see jack uh, and abu watch as the alcove entrance slowly rocks open Ugh. did you think it was the creatures at first i did i thought no way these bitches somehow just opened this <laughs> <laughs> like, what? but luckily it's carolyn it's and cool. riddick as well with his yeah. charming ass smile i know he I gives him a she look- comes through and he's just like He's just like, hey, I came back. Uh, and you're like, oh, <laughs> stop it, Vin Diesel. Oh my God, you came back to me. And the group heads to the escape ship. They yeah. link hands and charge through the creatures. They link hands, I assume, so they don't lose one another and so they yeah. can move quickly. Exactly. And because the light's quite sparse. Yeah, so you need to stay close. Yeah, so they need to stay stay close. They charge through the creatures. Again, we get that awesome parting ways and closing behind them. Yeah. Um, the light of the glow sc- slugs is just enough to scare the creatures away and um but riddick gets separated from the group uh everyone else makes it to the ship yeah but riddick gets cornered in the encampment by one of the creatures yeah it unfurls and for the first time you get a really good look at what these things look like yeah it's disgusting (laughs) (laughs) i did not expect them to be that big they're huge this was big this is like six foot yeah once it's fully unfurled because yeah. we've always seen it like you know 
uh, hunched over yeah, it's like or curled like up or just... attached to a wall, yeah. wall or something like that. But this is fully like fifteen meters long, like head to tail. It's huge, just... and again, it looks like a demon. Yeah, it really does. Like if you if you just picture in your head what a like a demon creature not a humanoid demon like yeah, a demon creature in like greek mythology or something this is what i imagine demons look yeah like. yeah because it's got the long reaching claw fingers it's got massive wings, wings. the hammer head yeah and it everything's everything's sharp and angular like it looks like if you touched it it would cut you no matter where you touched it yeah this yeah oh, it's such a great design it is and you know even 22 years later the cg it's pretty damn good. Really good. Compared to some stuff you get even like now. Yeah. Like, what, what happened to this? Yeah. This was good, guys. Come on. I don't know how they did it, but it just looks no. great. Yeah. Um, Riddick moves. Uh, he, he like it's facing the other way. And as it turns, he quickly darts into its blind spot. Yeah. And moves with the I, creature's head so cool, man. to make yeah. sure it couldn't see him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it fails to see him. And as it's turning away to go away to find food, a second one lands behind him and he's fucked. Yep, because it's seen him now. It's seen him and you can't be in two blind spots at once. Yep. Um, it makes like a screech to like notify the other one. Yeah. And now both of them are looking at him and he can't, he's not in the blind spot of either of them. And they both go into attack. Yep. The group hears Riddick cry out and Carolyn goes to help. I love that the... the, the Abu is just like, just just leave him. I don't think he's coming. Yeah, he's like, come on, Jack, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> but then they hear the scream and Carolyn runs off to help. Yeah. Um, she finds Riddick. Riddick, he's injured. He's limping now. Um, and this is the first time we've actually seen him, like, vulnerable. Yeah, I thought he was invincible up until this point. Yeah, because, like, he's had his arm broken and shit like that, but he always just pops it back into place exactly. and keeps so going. I thought his skin would just heal automatically. He's Wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> he's immortal, is what he is. But this is the first time we've actually seen him. He's got, like, a cut across his forehead. He's bleeding. Yeah. His leg is, like, shredded. He can't walk. And it's it's kind of humbling to see him like this. Yeah, in a state of vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, Carolyn helps him up. He's leaning on here. Uh, le- leaning on her yeah. you can sort of hear the creatures closing in as yeah. well Ooh. that that noise that sort of shrieking is yeah. getting closer mm. um, you can also hear them swooping you can hear the wings yeah. and just that just the sound of the wings is enough to like creep you out I know um, he turns her is this on purpose or not is my question because he turns her and she gets impaled by one of the creatures did he do this on purpose? That is my question. Maybe. I don't know. I don't recall him turning her. I thought it was just... Because he's like, he's he's got his arm around her shoulder. Yeah. And you can hear the creatures. around. Yeah, you can hear the creatures and stuff like that. And he sort of grabs the other shoulder and moves her. And that's when she gets impaled. I'd kind of like to think that was on purpose. But he looks so sad. I know. That's what... Because I thought up until this point... They seem to be establishing a really good relationship. Yeah. And I found it interesting how the first time we see um, Riddick in a state of vulnerability is around her. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's in no way like a romantic relationship. It's no. It's a mutual respect. Exactly. There's a mutual so, respect between these two. I thought it was just kind of 
It just happened. It was just it was chance. Like, Shit. Yeah. Mm. And I did not expect her to die. No. I thought she would live to the end. So she was basically he... like, oh, uh, oh. At first, I couldn't tell who got stabbed because they were both kind of looking at each other. They both just... look each other in the eyes and they both look shocked. Yeah. So I was like, Who's... did they both get stabbed? What happened here? Yeah. But um, Riddick's eyes sort of sadden. Yeah. And he sort of tilts his head and he's like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And then she gets carried off. And it's like he tries to grab her hand as she yeah. flies off as well. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. It was sad. I was like, damn. damn. I really liked her. Yeah. No. So we lose we lose Carolyn. Yeah. She she dies as well. Rip fry. Rip. Um, so Riddick, Abu, and Jack get into the escape ship. Riddick, um, they're, they're like powering it up and then suddenly he powers the ship down and they're like what are you doing and he's like we forgot to say goodbye and he lets all these creatures swarm onto the ship and then he turns everything yeah. on the floodlights the engines everything and all the creatures around the ship just get eviscerated they're Love just that. they're just dusted it's his last little revenge he's like well fuck you this one's for carolyn yeah this one's for carolyn <laughs> and they they blast off yeah Riddick tells Jack and Abu to tell everyone that they come across that he died on that planet. Yeah. So basically he's he's passing on what uh, Jones promised him. Yeah. But using Jack and Abu to do it. Yeah. And they're sort of, they're thankful for his help. Exactly. He did save them. He got them out of there. He got them out of there. And we got our last shot as the ship passes through one of the rings of the planet that first caused the beginning of the eclipse. Yeah. Full circle, baby. Full circle. And that's the end of our movie. That is Pitch Black from 2000. So tell me, Pip, what did you think about this movie? The scripts, the the concept, the design, the acting, etc. Give me a rundown of what you thought of this movie. Overall, for a 2000s film, a year 2000 film, I thought this was very well done. Especially for sci-fi horror. Because sometimes I think, not that I've seen a lot of sci-fi myself, <clears> but it can teeter on being a little cliche boring Mm. yeah because it tends to go on the plot i feel it's just a lot of the time there's a lot to explain exactly yeah yeah they they have to establish an entire universe exactly which can be very you know tiring exactly tedious (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. but But this one's just like this one's like you don't really need to know no you don't need to know how we got to space travel you don't need to know yeah there's no vacuum yeah. <laughs> I don't no know how sons. that works. We don't need to explain <laughs> shit to you. Yeah, it's just like... The... And I was like, work. Yeah, okay. The well, focus isn't the space, I guess. Exactly. It's just like, no, there's a spaceship and that's how we introduce this new planet. Exactly. I thought um, the characters were really well developed. I loved the personalities. Yeah, even the ones who like died fairly early on. I know. I still feel like they weren't a waste of space. Yeah. I felt like they were valuable in the cast. It didn't feel like anyone was cannon fodder. Exactly. It's not cannon like... Cannon fodder? <laughs> that's what... I beg your pardon? That's what, that's what me and mum call them, cannon fodder. What's in... that? It just means like, um, you know, <laughs> it's, it sounds so awful. <laughs> cannon fodder means like, they're to be shot. True, yeah. That's a good term for it. As as opposed to cannon fodder. Yeah, as opposed to, like, an actual person. But all of these ones, even Zeke and, like, um, Shazza, who were, like, some of the first to die, fully-fledged characters. Shazza was a very strong character. Yeah. You got an idea, like, you didn't need to know her entire history. Yeah. Just by how it was acted and how it was scripted, you could tell exactly who she was. Exactly. Um, this movie also had quite a long duration. It's almost two hours, yeah, I believe. It's just shy and, two hours. Yeah, when I first saw that, I was like, damn. Because I this is sci-fi, and I was like, God, it's going to be Not really long. your usual yeah. go-to, right? But sci-fi. I was drawn in. 
I was like watching the whole time. I th- there wasn't a moment where I thought, mm. okay, I'm getting bored. Yeah. There were moments where I thought, this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was never like, okay, I'm bored now. Do you want to know? You know, because I, I do my notes in two halves so I don't get too tired while I'm doing my notes. Mm. An hour in, I don't think the sun has set. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because it does all happen very quickly at the end. As soon as yeah. the sun goes down, it's just like, so it's like in the last 20 minutes. I but like that first half, where you're not even really seeing the creatures or anything like that is not in no way boring. No, and that's that's they establish everything so well. It's really interestingly done, and yeah. like I said, like a good fifty minutes or fifty to sixty minutes before, like you actually get down to the the horror aspects yeah. of the movie. Yeah, you get snippets of it, like Zeke being killed and things like that, but it's it's all build up. It's yeah. not your like you know Michael Myers chasing down the the last girl kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, and I did wonder um, what it would have been like if they didn't have Vin Diesel. Imagine if it was more mm. of like a Keanu Reeves type character, just a tall, lanky guy mm. who didn't seem particularly strong or like opposing. Or Bruce Willis or something like that. Like, it would play differently. Yeah, it would. Vin Diesel's got, I don't know, like he is an action star, but he's got a certain sense of personality. Exactly. To him. Exactly, and he carries that through all of his roles. And I thought it was so cool that already so early in his career he had already established this kind of character personality for himself yeah yeah, yeah. i mean he's grouped and like the he the is. 400 different ways he says i am Groot, like it's impressive <laughs> <laughs> because there's always like um you know there's always an inclination in the tone of his voice that implies what the meaning is exactly so like <sighs> and that's acting yeah <laughs> and it's so weird because you know you think of action stars and no offense to these action stars and stuff like that but you never think of them as like the like you know emotional cornerstone or like being amazing actors yeah emotionally yeah but here's Vin Diesel like doing these action this is an action horror movie but it's like there's little subtle things he does that like give you a full rounded character despite the fact that you know so little about him exactly you know that he he's a murderer and you know that he got his eyes shined in prison that's it yeah that's all you know that's all you know so but, he he did a really good job but you get a full arc as a character yeah it's very cool yeah. so on your personal enjoyment for this film uh, what would you give it one being awful ten being being amazing where would you scale this for yourself ten Ten. Yeah. Wow, you really loved this movie. At first, you know, I think it's because um, maybe the beginning, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't watch a lot of sci-fi. So I already had the um, idea in my head that this was going to be boring. Ah, okay. So, um... It was a nice surprise then. It was. To be, like, encapsulated uh, in this. Yeah, after the first, like, 20 minutes or so, I was in. I was like... That's really impressive, especially... Especially yeah. for a genre that, like, you're not keen on or that you don't watch very often. Exactly. For it to, like, grab you like that is quite impressive. And for quite an old movie. Yeah. For for a 22-year-old movie. Me. Oh, God. That <laughs> makes me even older. <laughs> old um, Yeah, I always have fun with this movie. Yeah. No, How many times have you watched it? Oh, God. A couple of dozen, at least. What? I watched it when I was little. Fair enough. I like, I remember watching it with my parents and then I'd watch it on my own because, yeah. you know, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool? It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a solid eight or nine for me. Like, yeah. I pop it in and have a good time. Yeah, it was such a good time. It's a great horror movie. It's a great action movie. Yeah. The CG's still great. Yeah. Every character's interesting and fun to explore. The and fighting scenes were really well choreographed. They really were. Well done 
team. Yeah, whoever that was. <laughs> whoever, the Con- choreography. Congrats to whoever designed the creatures. Uh, yeah. They're fucking terrifying. They're awful. Yeah. <laughs> and the noises. Yeah. The noises they make throughout the, the movie. Follies. You guys went off. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> okay, so in this podcast, we like to give credit where credit's due. So is there a particular actor or character you'd like to give credit to? Someone who really stood out in this movie for you? Well, I feel like we just gushed over Vin Diesel for about 10 minutes back then. You, you so. give it to Vin Diesel? I think so. He does an amazing job, doesn't he? He does. I haven't seen a movie where he's particularly disappointed me. It's more in real life where I see him in interviews. Oh, right. Uh, more on the red carpet where I'm like, is there a brain in that? <laughs> like, oh. Why not? But I do. Watch some interviews. You'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen any interviews with Vin Diesel, oh, actually. Yeah, that might ruin the image. The problem, I don't watch many Vin Diesel movies because they're not the sort of movies I like. I have, I have no problem with Vin Diesel. I like yeah. Vin Diesel as an actor. Yeah. It's just like, I don't give a shit about Fast and Furious. No, for me it was, <laughs> growing up for me it was Pacifier. Oh my God, yes. That was my shit. I watched that, I, movie. I watched that over a dozens and dozens of times. I remember that movie. Because it was so, it was like Tooth Fairy with Dwayne Johnson just seeing yeah. like a Hollywood buff masculine man in like a feminine In a more role. traditionally like, feminine feminine role. Because yeah, he's like a, I he's, that. he has to be their nanny for like exactly an extended period yeah. or something. Yeah. But he was still like a military man. So he uses like spy tools and military gear to like, yeah. Do what he knows how to do, but to take care of these children. Get it's very, uh, it's so mother, cute. I would give this, I mean, props to the entire cast. This ensemble cast, Absolutely. fantastic. The yeah. child actors slash teen actors, great. Amazing. Yeah. The entire, Jack did great. Jack did great. So did the the Holy Boys. Yep. All of them amazing. Keith David as Abu. Yeah. Fantastic. Love Keith but David. But I, I don't know. Every time I watch this movie, I, I just love Claudia Black. I knew you were going to say that. Shazza. Yeah. I just love her. I don't know who that actress is. She did amazing as well. Oh, yeah. I'd like to investigate what other things she is in because I feel like she was she's a gem that I haven't come across before. Yeah, I need to go down her filmography and see what else she's done because mm. in this, she's just stunning. She's yeah. just so good. Those, that little breakdown at the end where she says, I can't leave them. Yeah. It's really struggle because you can tell that she wants to leave. I know. She so wants that, to leave, but yeah. she can't bring herself to do it. That, that, what do you call it? That in a, um... In a, in a monologue? That in a conflict? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Where she's like, I want to leave. Yeah. But I can't. can't. I just, like, morally can't. Yeah. It's so damn good. This movie is fantastic. Yeah. Like, if you want a sci-fi flick, if you want an action flick, if you want, you know, yeah. buff 20, 2000s, you know, cool this, guy action movie. Yeah. You've got this it. is the one. This film has aged extremely well. Yeah, surprisingly well. Like, surprisingly it's been a couple well. of years since I watched it. Yeah. And it's great. Props to them. I was so surprised about how well it was holding up. Yeah, it exceeded my expectations. I'll say that. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Pip, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And we hope you come back for another movie. Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again next week. Ciao! Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks again to our guests, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite. <laughs>